my first question is what got you interested as you went through school and as you gained your education, what got you interested in special education? So it was third grade. Um, IDEA, which is the Individuals with Disabilities Education Act, started in 1975. And in 1977, I was in third grade. So don't start doing the math and figure out how old I am. But our school got a student with disabilities where we hadn't had them before, and his name was Benny. And my third grade teacher, she knew that I was kind of rambunctious, if you can believe that. I, you know, I'm, I'm kind of all over the place in class. And she said, okay, you are with Benny at recess. Whatever you're playing, he's playing. So I went out to recess and I said, hey, Benny's on my team and I'm kicking for him. And so I started making accommodations to our kickball game for Benny. And I realized that that's what I need to do is helping people with disabilities be successful in life. I love that. I love that. As someone with a disability, right, that kind of, that means a lot to me, you know, as I see people go throughout the rest of their lives and, uh, and people who, with disabilities, right, they need some assistance at some points. And, and there are certain people that, you know, are able to do that. And uh, I really appreciate that. So. Yeah, the, the church has a video out called Two Purposes, that doors have two purposes. They are either to shut people out or to let them into your community. And we need doors that swing inward to let people into our communities instead of finding ways to shut them out. Okay, so let's talk about that for a second. Letting people into the community, how can the Rexburg community and specifically the students at BYU-Idaho let people in, help people become part of the BYU-Idaho family? I think there's a lot of ways, and that's kind of what the teacher education program is focusing on, is what kind of person are you becoming as a BYUI student and future teacher? Are you going to create a community of caring in your classroom, or are you going to be an elitist? And I think um, some things that our department is doing is expanding that. We have a lot of tutors. We have the autism program. We have a lot of things that are including people in the community here on campus. We have an adaptive PE class. We have the hands group and the life skills group. And all those meet together. We actually have the ASL club. We have a lot of things that BYUI students are part of in including people with disabilities into the community. That's great. Is there... um any specific thing that's coming up in the education, special education, education department as a whole that students can get into, uh, maybe explore the major a little bit? Wow, I haven't think of, thought of anything recently. Um, just all of those clubs that are part of it, they're student activities, um, and they include a lot of things. But the part that I love, I've been here 11 years, and we send our students out to the schools to make a difference with people with disabilities. And so they're learning how to write individualized education plans and help them be successful in school and help them transition. We have, we have a great story. There was a, there was a parent that contacted me. He lived in Arizona and he has a daughter with um, Down syndrome and all of her siblings went to college. So she woke up and said, I need to go to college. And so he, he contacted BYUI and we brought her here, put her into our community, added her to my classes. She went through all of the things. She had roommates. She did all of this stuff. And she was successful in, in college and, 
and seeing all of the things that, and she gained some lifelong friends. My goodness, my goodness. So as you've been here for 11 years, and how have you seen the program kind of grow as you've been here and flourish? Well, what I love is that the program is looking at what are you becoming as a BYUI student? Are you, are you becoming more like our Savior? And um, we, have a, we have a colleague, um, Brother Kevin Stanger. He did his sabbatical, and he was researching teacher dispositions. And what is the teacher like? And he said, a lot of times we just show what teachers do out in the classroom, but he wanted to know what type of disposition do they have, and he linked it to the Teaching in the Savior's Way curriculum. So we as a department got to go down to the church office building and we got to meet with the actual creators of Teaching in the Savior's Way. They've made a new manual, and they talked about how they developed this curriculum based in the life of Jesus Christ. And we actually are using those Christ-like dispositions and having students assess how much they're becoming more like the Christ. Than, and, and we rank those and we help them so that we can tell schools, this is the kind of student that's going to be in front of you. The student that builds meaningful relationship, is compassionate, is a disciple of Christ, is uh, repentant, a seeker of truth, and they value the nature and worth of students. So then you, you use those curricu- that curriculum in the program. We do. Yeah. That's and fantastic. We, we align good teaching practices to the way the Savior taught, because if the Savior was the master teacher, he used evidence-based practices in his teaching. And how would you recommend if a freshman's coming into your program, right? If he, if they're just getting started, how would you recommend them prepare then? Because there's the manual. Do they study the manual beforehand? How would you like them to? Well, in Preach My Gospel, it has, how are you gaining Christ-like characteristics? They've linked part of that to now take those characteristics and teach like the Savior. First you love, then you share, then you invite, and then you teach. So that's, that's the idea. We have a, I have a really great story there is a school district in Melissa, Texas, and the, there's not many LDS people there. There's a lot of Christians, and they were really concerned about the universities that were creating their teacher candidates, that they were more progressive and they weren't – they were really worried about the type of person that was in front of their children. And there is a member of the church down there that's on the school board, and they said, you know what, if you want good – teacher candidates, you need to go to BYUI. So they reached out to us and they, they said it was on their dime. They came, they said, we need to come to your campus and see what kind of students you have. What are they becoming? They came here and they, they toured our campus and they actually said, we felt the spirit on your campus. And we said, oh, great. We'd love to come see your school district. And so we went down there and they said, we're not worried about what they know because we can teach them to be teachers. We care about what kind of person is in front of our children. And we now have a partnership with Melissa, Texas, that we send student teachers there. And it has been so great. And, oh, they just announced they're going to build a temple right by the Melissa School District in McKinney, Texas. And so I know that it's a missionary tool, and it's a way that you can spread the gospel and show that you have a Christ-like disposition and that you are becoming more like the Savior in front of children in public schools. So you, you guys have gained a reputation, and you guys are being sought out to 
Well, we are definitely trying. I remember when Elder Bednar was. I, I had. There's a story from one of our one of my colleagues, brother Larry Duquet. He's been here a while. He was here when President Bednar was the president. I wasn't here. But Elder Bednar just would walk around and talk to faculty, just knock on their door. And he knocked on Brother Duquet's door, and he said, So, Brother Duquet, don't you think that BYUI should produce the best teachers in the world? And he said, Yeah. And so Elder Bednar just said, Then do it. And I think we've taken that charge, and we've moved forward with it. Producing the best teachers in the world. And you're doing it. Yeah, because our vision statement is— in the teacher education department, if you go to the Hinckley building, you can actually see this. Our vision is to follow the example of the Savior, to become outstanding educators, and this is my favorite part, who empower learners to reach their divine potential. So to do that, I think you have to see that they're a child of God, show that they have agency and that they have divine potential, and then you, as a disciple of Christ, bring that out. Awesome. So give me real quickly, I know we talked about so many things that the the teacher department, the department does, special education does. Give me a story um, or a bit of information about maybe how um, students have responded to, to being in that environment, being a special education teacher. Um, as they've gone out in the world, have you gotten any stories back from students specifically? Oh, we definitely have. What has been so fun for me is I, I teach a practicum class here on campus, and so that means I try to find a teacher in the public school, and I put my students with them. Kind of an internship. It's right before student teaching. And my favorite thing is putting them with graduates. And they say, oh, this is how... I've been able to bear my testimony in public school. So sometimes you can't proselyte, but you can bear your testimony by who you are. My wife even um, was teaching at the middle school. And before the school year, she said, can you dedicate my classroom? And I dedicated her classroom that the students can feel the spirit when they're in there. Now, they don't say that. They just say, oh, I feel comfortable in this. Or it just came to me that this was something. That was the spirit. That's the spirit guiding you. And so education just uses different words than we use in the gospel. But definitely, when you can feel the spirit, learning happens, and you feel the value that you have and your divine potential. Is there any, any way that students can gain, get more information about the program? about activities that you guys have going on in the department later on in this semester? Yes, we have the Teacher Education Society, and then we also have the Triad Society, which is just early childhood, special ed, and elementary ed, because they're all housed in the Hinkley. But the teacher education is all of the 17 majors, if you want to become a secondary teacher in biology or music. And so we have both those societies, and sometimes their meetings overlap, I actually have a podcast called Education of the Heart. So if you're doing education with just your mind and all those evidence-based practices, it's more important when you move it to your heart. So we're going to talk about that podcast, and we're going to talk about how you can become a teacher that actually teaches with your heart. Amazing. So where? So Education of the Heart, is it available? On where Spotify, is it available? anywhere, on Spotify? anywhere you can think. So at the end of every semester, I have a student record an episode with me. And so... They're getting famous. So everybody needs to start following Education of the Heart. Absolutely. I will do that right now. (laughs) But uh, awesome. Well, 
Thank you so much. I just have a few more questions for you. Um, one is, I think, as you know, people just know your voice at this point, um, besides your students who are going to listen to this interview and, and maybe students that have seen you around campus. What Can you show us a little bit, maybe what is something that students wouldn't know about you, a fun fact? I remember my kids like to tease me and tell me potato jokes, but they did say, I said, I have some great friends, and they said, Dad, you can't have friends. They must be imaginary. And so all of my imaginary friends that are here on campus, my my children think that's pretty funny that our dad has imaginary friends. I, I can't think of anything else. Right. No. Okay, well, maybe a better story is um, Elder Christofferson spells his name with an FF, and my great-grandfather got mad at his brothers and changed the spelling of our family name to PH. So we are related. In fact, Elder Christofferson and my dad are second cousins, but we're not invited to the family reunion. Because we're the PHers. I <laughs> I must say, when I was looking up your name in the employee directory, I spelled it like Elder Christofferson, right? And it didn't come up, and I was like, what? There's <laughs> got to be some connection, but there's the connection. There's the connection. There's the connection. As we close out, is there anything else that you would like to mention, something that I forgot to ask, didn't ask, that I should have, that you would like to talk about? No, I can't think of anything. You've asked the great questions, and I... I'm just excited because I think everybody is going to become a teacher, and I think that's the idea. And the more we're like the Savior, we, the more we want to share his gospel, and we want to become like him because he was a teacher. And how is, how is the teaching market or like the, the employee, uh, employment rate coming out of college? Oh, teachers are in demand yeah. for sure. They just don't get paid much, right? right? So they always say you're not in it for the income, you're in it for the outcomes, course, right? So it's the making a difference, but yes, it is. It, it definitely needs to make more money for sure. Sure. All right. Well, we'll leave you on that note. Thank you so much, Brother Christofferson, for your time. I okay. really, really appreciate it. Thank you. So. My pleasure.